Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. It's the Von Hessler Doctrine. Election 2016 Special Extravaganza Spectacle. Pundits, busy pundits, draped in red, white, and blue. In the air, there's an odor of doo doo. Polls are tightening, choice is frightening. Campaign sign after sign, and on every news channel, you hear voter hell. Voter hell, it's election time in our country, hold your nose, here we go, soon it will be election day. Here's your warning, lines are forming. People bust here and there While attorneys line up all their lawsuits See the left wing and the right wing Threatening trial after trial And above all the nonsense It's clear Voter hell Election time in our country. Hold your nose. Here we go. Soon it will be election day. Soon it will be election day. Welcome. Is it possible that we're only two days away? Our long national nightmare is nearly over. Welcome to the Von Hessler Doctrine Election 2016 Campaign Special. I'm Eric Von Hessler, your host. I, of course, have my doctrinaires here with me. Uh, there's Tim Andrews right there. Good morning. Good morning. There's English Nick over there. Good day. That was very Bing Crosby of you there, very, Tim. Yeah. Very, very nice. It was actually Bing Crosby brought back from the dead. <laughs> he had one more song to sing, and uh, Autumn Fisher is with us. I believe. Oh, I'm sweating. Uh, you're sweating. She's sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> We're ready for the election. We're going to have a very election-centric day here at the Von Hessler Doctrine. So we're going to do away with the headlines and such and just go right to the handsomest producer in all of producery. That, of course, would be Jared Yamamoto. And hit me with... Two days before election headlines. That's right. With two days left, Donald Trump is virtually tied in most polls heading into election day. This is unbelievable. If you had said this two weeks ago, would not I would not have believed you. It looked like he was completely out two weeks ago. And uh, I have to say now, I would still think that she has the edge, right? So what I would say is, if I was a gambling man, I would go 70-40 
odd. There's 70% chance that she's going to win, 40% chance that he's going to win. Eric, this is your inner voice. You're a moron. 70 and 40 equal 110. You're a moron. It's 60-40, you moron. Uh, but here's the thing. If you're leaving the house in the morning and the weatherman says there's a 40% chance of showers, you bring the umbrella. That's not an insignificant chance there. So we Bring really that do, umbrella because there's going to be so many votes popping up all over the country for me. You're going to rain all over America. <laughs> I am going to rain on Hillary Clinton's parade, and I'm going to flood America with greatness again. Uh, now, the, and the campaigns, they're getting into their last couple, uh, their f the last few days, and they hone in on their final messages. Donald Trump here uh, with his final message. Hillary Clinton is a great woman and a good woman. Oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't that was wasn't yesterday. That was, <laughs> that was 2008. Maybe this is the... You know, Hillary's a very smart woman, very tough woman. That's fine. But she's also a very nice person. And I know Hillary, and I know her husband very well. They're fine people. I, I'm going to work that out. I don't think that was yesterday. I think that was a couple of years ago. But uh, uh, Hillary is out there, and she can't even talk anymore. She is I'm like... I'm fine. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Are you fired up, Hillary? I'm fired up, and I'm... <coughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be the first female president. Of <laughs> <laughs> Here she is uh, in Florida somewhere. I, I want to be the president for everybody. Everybody who agrees with me. People who don't agree with me. People who vote for me. People who don't vote for me. He's losing it a little more. For Let's vote for the future. Let's vote for what we want for our country and our children and our grandchildren. God bless you. <laughs> Love the end there. Hold on one more time. God bless you. <laughs> Who wrote that for her? I Howard heard Dean. Sneeze in the audience. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you're sounding. You're, you're sounding pretty down to earth. You know, she's got the Jay Z and Beyonce now uh, doing big concerts. I'm part of the Beehive. <laughs> you're part of the Beehive. Uh, oh, you know it. Hot sauce in my bag. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that pandering. All she's doing is pandering to those people. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Arkansas. I, I have always loved hot sauce. You can read about it in my biography. <laughs> you, like you sound like you are ready to go. I'm uh, ready to go. Just put me in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Jay-Z, uh, surprisingly, I thought he might clean up the act a little bit doing a concert for Hillary. Hillary's on stage. Mm -mm. But uh, he went full Jay-Z, uh, which I find interesting. Honestly, I find interesting that after all of this talk about how rude Donald Trump is, and then, you know, he's going to do, I got 99 problems, but a B ain't one. And, uh What's that? <laughs> uh, Trump had something to say about that. I actually like Jay-Z, but you know the language last night. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was thinking, maybe I'll just try it. Should I use that language for one of them? Can you imagine if I said that? So he used every word in the book. I won't even use the initials because I'll get in trouble. They'll get me in trouble. He used every word in the book last night. Uh, my, uh, my favorite. Well, let's do a little more on Jay-Z here before I get to my He favorite. used language last night that was so bad. And then Hillary said, I did not like Donald Trump's lewd language. <laughs> my lewd language. I tell you what. 
I've never said what he said in my life. But not even to Billy Bush? Not even to Billy Bush. <laughs> to no Bush. That shows you the phoniness of politicians and the phoniness of the whole system, folks. I would have to say in this last run, and this always happens every election, they tend to lose their voices. Donald, not so much. But uh, they tend to lose their voices. They've been talking to crowds. It's been all-out so blitz. Yeah, they get, and they go to like 19 states in a day. They're flying all over the place. They've got colds, flu, pneumonia. Not me. <laughs> I'm healthy as a horse. Uh, uh, Hillary? I'm fine. He's just a blowhard. He's always mm-hmm. used to talking so much. <laughs> You really want to hear this every day for the next four years? Listen, I'll be fine when I get in the White House. Just let me put my feet up for two seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, my favorite moment in this last minute uh, run around the country mm-hmm. is where Trump starts talking to himself about uh, staying on message. Which is- we are going to win the great state of Florida. And we are going to win the White House. Going to win it. It's feeling like it already, isn't it? Just, we've got to be nice and cool, nice and cool. Right? Stay on point, Donald, stay on point. (laughs) No sidetracks, Donald, nice and easy, nice. Because I've been watching Hillary the last few days, she's totally unhinged, we don't want any of that. She has become unhinged. I don't know what he's talking about. Let's vote for the future! We want for our country and our children and our grandchildren. God bless you. We've got to be nice and cool. Nice and cool. Right. Stay on point, Donald. Stay on point. God bless you. Find the big show. I'll see the big show in the ring on Sunday night. WWE. Take him to the rope. World world wrestling election. She has no no chance at all in winning this election if we just stay calm. Cool, Donald. Be easy. Go slow. Listen, I think the first sign of insanity is talking to yourself. Right. The second. I'm talking to the people. Right. You're talking to like five people. Okay. They're all there for the handouts. Donald. I'm talking to the mothers. I'm talking to the daughters. I'm talking to the puppies and the kittens and the goldfish. I'm talking to the kittens and the. You already said uh, the kittens. (laughs) Completely unhinged. That goldfish vote is very important come Tuesday. I think most of them early vote. (laughs) What other people in America? Gas station attendants. I'm talking to workers at parks who walk around and pick up. (laughs) One thing is, uh, she says that she's sick and tired of these mean people voting for Donald. You know, I am sick and tired of the negative, dark, divisive, dangerous vision and behavior of people who support Donald Trump. (laughs) I think that, actually, we should stop it right after the first few words here. And you know, I'm sick and tired. I think. <laughs> Thumbs it up oh for me. <laughs> what is it about the Donald Trump supporters you're sick and tired of? I'm sick of the negativity and the tweeting. I'm sick of social media. I'm sick of Facebook. I can't even post a picture of my beautiful granddaughter anymore without people talking to me about Trump and how he's... A- <laughs> All right, you get yourself together there. Maybe a little Vicks Vapo rub. <laughs> and we, we will be back with more election campaign 2016 special extravaganza spectacle. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750.
WSB. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine Election 2016 Special Spectacle Extravaganza. I am your host, Eric Von Hessler, just two days away, surrounded by my doctrinaires. And before we left, uh, we heard uh, that uh, Donald Trump is getting focused here somewhere. I think he's in here somewhere. We've got to be nice and cool, nice and cool, right? Stay on point, Donald, stay on point. Namaste. Very zen of you. Let me give you a little music Downward facing dog. Everything is gonna be great. <laughs> Making America great again. Breathe. Feel your inner peace from your diaphragm and let that go. Ready? Exhale. Ready? Now, again, count to five. Slow. One, two, three, four. Five and I, exhale. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. Let's vote for the future. Oh. Let's vote for what we want for our country and our children and our grandchildren. God bless you. You know, uh, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary. Exactly right. I, I can play the Zen music for you if you'd like, and you can relax. and. Uh, you can go right ahead, but I don't have time for Zen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time for action. It's, it's a time for because... I don't have time to just hang, ar- <coughs> hang around and cross my legs and sit on a, a lily pad. I'm standing up for the mothers and the daughters and the sons. Let's vote for the future. Let's vote for what we want for our country and our children and our grandchildren. God bless you. Picture of space. And our librarians. Sunglass repair people. People who want to wash your windows and stoplights. I want a future for everyone. Right. Now just picture yourself <laughs> on a cloud. We don't have time for this nonsense. It's time to get out and vote. And if you stand with me, then you stand with her. And I am for the future. Floating above all the distractions. <laughs> Focus on your inner peace, Donald. Stay on message. Right. Everybody relax. Who's listening to this crap? Look at a loved one. Remember someone from your past. You really this is the guy you want running your country? Everybody. He's going to bring us back. 40 years in the past, I'm going for the future! Everybody focus on peace. Inner peace, world peace. Love your friend and neighbor. Stretch out your arms, take a... Exhale. So relaxed now. Thanks, Donald. I like the fact that Donald has gotten into that namaste, man. He is... uh... Namaste. We've got to be nice and cool. Nice. Nice and cool. Right? Stay on point, Donald. Stay on point. Keep talking to yourself, Donald. I'll be out campaigning for what's right. And what's right is the first female president of the U.S. <laughs> Absolutely. Focus. Donald, do you want to take us into the break with a little... Uh... Think about... A friendly bird flying above you while you're in the air on your cloud, relaxing, thinking about voting for Donald J. Trump on Tuesday, November 8th. Vote no, don't do that. Vote for Hillary Clinton. Tune it all I'll be out, the first people. Female president, and that's better than being this old white what would call I call him an orange guy, really. Two more days, you'll never have to hear from her again, trust me. 
and AM 750 WSB Eric Von Hessler on WSB Uh, Welcome back If it's Sunday it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC and in today's Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution look for an in-depth look at the last minute push for election day and what you need to know to vote on local community issues plus $413 $413 in coupon savings. That's why we say, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. I am your good host on this Sunday chat show. My name is Eric Von Hessler. This is the Von Hessler Doctrine Election 2016 Special Extravaganza Spectacle. My doctrinaires are all here, and we're going to do an election special version of this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF with Autumn Fisher. Yeah, there she is. She loves to hear her name. She's on the radio, (laughs) this, this Autumn Fisher. WTF, election day special. Not election day special, election special special, right? It's very special, and Robert De Niro feels very special because he's uh, decided he's not going to take a specific photo with Arnold Schwarzenegger because Arnold is a Trump supporter. Now, this is a couple things here. Now, they were at some sort of dinner together that was, I think it was the, uh, it was honoring... A VIP cocktail reception. for, But it had to do with the Israel military or something that they were supporting. So they're both there. And I guess at some point, Schwarzenegger asks, he wants a picture with (laughs) with, uh, De Niro and uh, Bobby D, come over, take a picture with me. <laughs> and De Niro refused to be in the picture with him. No, no, I ain't gonna no. do it. I, I don't like him. <laughs> you know, he's not doing enough. Well, here's the thing, I, De Niro, Bobby, Bobby, can I call you Bobby? You can call me Mr. De Niro. Mr. De Niro, uh, thank you. Uh, my understanding is he, at least in the primaries, I think he was for Kasich, and and he didn't support Trump. They're all GOP. I don't like any of them. He's not doing enough. He's not doing enough. You know, go out uh, and go against him. And I told him, I said, if you don't do more, I will bring you down. I will bring you down to Chinatown. <laughs> he it, said, seems, it seems a bit petty to me for you not to just take a picture with the dude. Eh, I don't want to be, I don't want anywhere around him. I don't want to be near him. I don't want to be around him. Easy. Take it easy. You're my number one taxi driver. Huh? You're fantastic. And it's not even Arnold, too. I mean, his quote is, if you're supporting Trump, I want nothing to do with you. Nothing. Come on, bring it in dirty grandpa your mixed children are fantastic i have one too <laughs> one day a rain will come and wash all of these muscle heads away <laughs> it just seems a little bit so petty. de niro doesn't care any other policies that anyone else believes but if he's a trump supporter then i'm not just taking a picture with the person it's you know i'm with her it does i know i there's nothing wrong with being with her but i mean i'm with her can you be civil while you're with her i mean i'm with right. her i don't like nobody that's not with her <laughs> I guess there's nothing we can... And, you know, Schwarzenegger, I think maybe the, the, the he's conflating stories here. Isn't Schwarzenegger going to take over for Trump on Celebrity Apprentice? I believe so. And I'm so, check on that. so he may actually be thinking that means that he's a supporter of Trump. Just because I'm on the TV show and these things like this, I, I, I have absolutely no love for Donald Trump. Uh, I, you, know what, you know what? I think that, that Bobby De Niro, I think that he is jealous that maybe Terminator 2 made more money than any of his great Academy Award. Taxi Driver, uh, Raging Bull. Raging Bull 2. Uh, bad Grandpa. You're fight a robot, I don't know. <laughs> dirty, I mean, if you fight a robot, people like you. <laughs> a dirty Grandpa. Meet whatever. the whatevers. 
That movie, The Family, was awesome. The yeah. one where I was played a mafia guy. Yeah. I had to go see Billy Crystal. All these memorable films from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've really been phoning it in since about 1998. I gotta yeah, say, ever since Goodfellas. <laughs> That's really the last time you went to work. Yeah. And right really, over there. Right yeah. now. Right over there. Yeah. It was the last good thing I saw from uh, Bobby De Niro. I like the dirty grandpa. I want a picture with the dirty grandpa. My illegitimate children love the dirty grandpa. They laughed. They laughed to beat the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me so. I guess uh, Bobby De Niro is uh, going to be petty. There's nothing we can do about it. People are getting yep. it's a polarized country when two A-list actors like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Robert De Niro can't get together. Yes, and you are right here. Look at this. This is Arnold riding a horse here. He is taking the reins and is uh, going to be the next host of Celebrity Apprentice. Right here. What a picture! Is are you this? in pre-production there, Arnie? Are you We're in? doing all the pre-production. I'm on the horse. <laughs> I'm riding the horse. It's a horse that's white. Yes. Uh, I love riding the horse and the TV and all of this. It's, it's going to be great. It's, you're going to make TV great again. I'm going to make... T Donald will make America great again. <laughs> I will make the TV great again. All right, give me another story there, Autumn Fisher. I was going to say, if you're if you're basing your vote on which celebrity is voting for whom... Well, I know. Get I, I, I don't think that... I wonder about that. Like, who... Katy Perry last night did a concert for Hillary. And my assumption is that if you're... Young people vote liberal. They always have. So it's an, it's an easy... But who has their mind changed by Katy Perry? Who, who's been listening to Donald Trump for the last 18 months <laughs> and then sees what? Man, I was going to vote for Trump, and then I saw that Katy Perry, and I'm like, well... I like Katy Perry, and she likes Hillary. i got to go with Katy Perry. Yeah, it doesn't... You know, I've often... These messages that come at you from the wrong places. I don't know if they still do it. I don't go out to clubs as much as I used to. But in the old days, you'd go to... You'd step up to a urinal, and down there where the urinal cake usually is, on top of it, it would say, say no to drugs. And I was just wondering, like, who is the person who's a drug addict who unzips their fly, looks down, and says... You know what? That urinal's making sense. <laughs> and they turned their yeah, life I around. I was going to toke out at a party. Yeah. But, but yeah, then I thought about that urinal cake, you that know? That urinal cake is making sense. I'm going to have to change <laughs> my life. Thank That's, you, Standard Company. Or uh, who's been driving down the street and you get behind some kind of neo-hippie and you see the coexistence bumper sticker and go, you know what? I was all for war, but that bumper is making sense. I was on my way to protest a mosque. I saw that sticker and I turned around and went home. <laughs> you know what? That bumper's right. Live and let live. Saving lives. <laughs> What's next there, Autumn Fisher? Mark Cuban says he'd rather lose every penny he has than have Trump as a president, which is a lot of money. He's worth uh, a billion or three so. billion dollars. How much is he worth? $3.3 Now, Mark Cuban, I believe, got originally uh, rich because he was the person who created the real player. No, he created Broadcast.com, and then he sold it to YouTube. I know, uh, but Yahoo. that came off of real player, though. I think real player was the first thing that he did. I may be wrong. The real and, player. And then Broadcast was on, was used real player as their thing, I'm pretty sure. Because that wasn't Broadcast.com wasn't worth that much. He got bought out by AOL. No, he got bought out by Yahoo. He sold yeah, okay. it to Yahoo, right. and then it folded. I'm obviously in command of my facts. Well, no, it <laughs> he knew when to get out. He yeah. sold it, knew when to get out, collect all the millions, and then people started demanding royalties, so you couldn't rebroadcast radio. Right. And it was the first company to so, do that. Supposedly, he's some kind of genius, but he kind of, he kind of captured lightning in a bottle yeah. once. 
sold that bottle before that bottle was worthless, and now he's got all this money. Right. It's probably not that simple. But and I think it was Real Player that was at the bottom of all of that. And Real Player is not used anymore, although I think that maybe Yahoo uses some of the backdoor stuff from Real Player in some of their audio stuff. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but who cares? I'm on his Wikipedia page, and I tried to use the find thing by yeah. typing in Real Player, and there's nothing but Okay, it. I'm wrong then. Okay, I'll go with, uh, we'll, we'll go with Tim's, broadcast.com. Broadcast.com. When did anybody think that that was going to be worth $3 billion? In the early 2000s, the late 90s. So he sold something that is not really used anymore. Exactly. And uh, so I'm 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 wrong, but I'm it right. It was worth more than that, five point <laughs> seven billion. I want to point out that I'm not, I'm not only in that was I wrong, but I was also essentially right. <laughs> <laughs> created I something. Well, you're so wrong. You're right. Yes, I've come into a full loop now, where I've actually taken snake wrongness. Snake eating his own tail. Yes, mm-hmm. my wrong snake is eating my tail. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it feels good. I'm not afraid to tell you. It feels good. I don't. If if being wrong is wrong, I don't want to be right. So he basically, he created something early on that was deemed valuable, sold it for billions, and it's not around anymore. Right. And still we see him as a genius. And he also, with that money, he bought the, uh, the Dallas NBA franchise, the Mavericks. Mavericks, and makes a jerk out of himself. And I'll tell you something else I don't like. I, I, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. I've mentioned this before. I was raised on game shows in John Wayne, a different America. And what bothers me is if you've got that much money, you're allowed to show up at prestigious events in a T-shirt. This annoys me. This annoys me. Uh, he's Even when I see him on the 24-hour news and Mark Cuban is opening up for Hillary and he's bringing her on stage and he's wearing a T-shirt. Like, you know what? What happened to dressing for the occasion? Am uh, I old-fashioned? Well, you, you want him to be like a big fat guy with a three-piece suit and a monocle and a, a no, Monopoly I mustache? A suit and tie. <laughs> a suit and tie would be nice. I bet that T-shirt's yeah. expensive, Eric. Tim yeah. Kaine won't even wear a tie. Yeah, yeah, this is all because he's down home folks. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's down home folks. Old Navy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the new, it's kind of the new style too. Most people my age, if, if they would, okay. if they could show okay. up to work, work in their oh, pajamas, they would. Jared. Okay, him. no, Jared. Jared triggered me, and he's lucky because we've gotten forty-five minutes in. We've talked a lot of election stuff. This kid today shows up. He's twenty-seven years old. I know his Bless last him. name's Yamamoto, but he's the whitest white person I've ever met in my Yamamoto. life. And he is wearing a hawk's hat. With a flat brim that's uh, kind of pulled up, and he looks like Vanilla Ice. And I just want to say this: <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Ice in his prime, by the way. Yeah. Not on the uh, Home Fix It show or whatever he's doing now. Well, so, thank you, I appreciate yeah, that. You're, you're 27 year old. Full, Jared's like, who's Vanilla Ice? Full jerk. <laughs> no, this guy. No, it, he must have a poster of this guy when he's growing up because he looks like Vanilla Ice. And I will tell you something, Jared Yamamoto, <laughs> if that is your real name, I know you well enough to feel like this is a smart guy he's a go-getter he's got he's he's on the ball he's a he's a good he's a good cat you know but if i didn't know you and i right now saw you walking down the street with that flat brimmed hawks hat on i would not draw that conclusion i would immediately say this guy is Is a a, hawks fan (laughs) a few words that i can't say on wsb family radio and then hawks fans you, Eric, that's a lesson for you, then. What, that I got to change? 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Autumn. No, this is not. This is not a good look. The flat brimmed hat thing is not a good look. But your profile. Don't understand these kids with their flat brimmed hats and their clothes. <laughs> it is. I. I. You know what? Guilty. Guilty. If I think that Mark Cuban should put on a suit and tie, or at least a shirt and tie, before he stands in front of people and introduces the person that he believes should be the next president of the United States, and that twenty-seven-year-old. Uh, White boys shouldn't walk around with these. Oh, okay, Michael Rappaport. Nice to have you in here. To, it looks ridiculous. Go out and get yourself a tool and make a bowler. Thank you. What? Wear a bowler, I think she was saying before she cut out there. All right, we have more WTF when we get back. Everyone has an opinion, but he has the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. Election 2016 special extravaganza spectacle. And we're in the middle of some election-related WTS stories with Autumn Fisher. I believe this is a little off the beaten path, but it's local and it's, it's, it's certainly political. Autumn, hit me with the next story. Sure. The Atlanta mayor is responding to our own Channel 2's investigation about uh, their use of the blue lights as they travel throughout the city. Yeah, the mayor, apparently. And, and uh, other mayors, they've checked with them, and I guess they don't do this so much. But Kasim, the governor doesn't do it either. Yeah, governor doesn't do it. Kasim Reed, apparently his detail will turn on the blue lights when they're in traffic jams and things like that to rush the mayor around, and but not to emergencies, just to get right. to an opening gala or something along those lines. Not even if they're late. Yeah, it's just like just here's the mayor and he gets to, he gets to skirt through traffic. Now, the big thing to go in the Channel Two report, there are people at the state level who are saying. It's it's against the rules. It's against the law. I don't that there's a specific law. Kasim Reed is saying it's not against the law. I don't even care about that. My point in this is, when you're the mayor of a city like Atlanta, you need to be caught in traffic jams. It's not a matter of whether it's the law or whether it's not the law. If you're going to be the mayor of a city, you still need to live your life to a certain degree the way the people are living their lives. And so you need to feel what most people in Atlanta feel. So you should be stuck and sometimes be late for something that's not an emergency so that you understand when somebody gives you a call about traffic or whatever. You need to lose a tire in a pothole that hasn't been filled in 15 years. I don't think they should even be allowed to have a car. They should just take the public transportation. Good <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> getting somewhere on Marta, bro. Uh, now, what they're trying to say is it's a little. They're trying to say it's a little bit having to do with security, but I don't think that now. If they know there's a specific threat, you know, when it when it comes to the Secret Service at the presidential level and the campaign, uh, there was an incident last night in Nevada where Donald Trump, uh, somebody started rushing the stage. Some people said he had a gun, and it was very dramatic because the Secret Service jumped on Donald Trump, ushered him off the stage. Turned out apparently there wasn't a gun, but it was a thing. Now with the Secret Service, what they do is. Their whole thing is they keep the person moving at all times because the moment you stop, you can become a target. And they're trying to use that argument for the mayor. I'm not so sure the mayor is that important. If you're the mayor of Atlanta, you need to be caught in traffic jams so that you can understand what the people are dealing with. All right, more of our election 2016 
extravaganza senior political analyst for us here at WSB. Bill Crane will join us. Oh, no. Is that, oh, is it our, are you saying he's not going to join us it's next time? It's going to be time? at 2 o'clock. Oh, I'm wrong. Okay, well, something's going to happen. Come on back. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine 2016 election special extravaganza spectacle begins now. I am your host, the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, the doctrinaires Tim and English Nick and Autumn Fisher, and of course, Jared Yamamoto will give us. We're very election-centric. We're celebrating this country and the fact that we only have two more days of this nonsense. So, Jared Yamamoto, give me the latest election news. Yesterday, uh, Eric Hillary Clinton was forced to quickly cut short a Florida rally after heavy rain ended her only event in that state that's it's, a huge swing state it's a it's amazing because it sounded like she was only up there for a few minutes but the storm uh, made her sick or something and she was just uh beside herself her voice is gone. let's vote for the future let's vote for what we want for our country and our children and our grandchildren god bless you i'm a very i'm a big fan of the very end of that the uh, god bless you <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that is just a little more. I want to be the president for everybody. Everybody who agrees with me, people who don't agree with me, people who vote for me, people who don't vote for me. People who stand on their heads. People who love mustard. People who love ketchup. People who put holes in their walls with nails and. <coughs> You're not making a very compelling argument with your your <laughs> horse yelling. You just need to relax. I don't. Listen, I, I, I want voters out there who shop at IKEA or who don't shop at IKEA and go to the God bless the you. stores. God bless you. The people. Who, <laughs> it sounds so sweet and warm when you say that. Can you say that again? God bless. God just, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear that, it makes me want to never sneeze again, as long as I live. But if that- you do, I'll be there for you, no matter what, even if you if you don't paint your nails or you love to paint your nails. People who love soft drinks and people who love water. What if you love freedom? If you love freedom or whatever, I don't care if you're a dog, a cat, a kitten, a puppy, a... Uh, moose, I don't care. Vote for me. <laughs> She's losing it, people. Dogs and moose cannot vote. <laughs> but if they could, I would support. <coughs> Is it moose or meese? I guess it's moose. Just moose. <laughs> What's it's wrong its, with you? It's its own plural. Moose is its own like plural. Like deer. Like deer, exactly. Like mice. And like marlin, by Wait. the way. Uh, that's not right. Which the Florida <laughs> mice is different from mouse. <laughs> but I want to point out. But you don't out, say mouses, do you? Have you ever? No, you don't. Have you? Have, it's an irregular. Ne- <coughs> so, uh, Hillary, relax. What a nasty woman. <laughs> I'm fine. <coughs> it's all right. It's only a couple days left, Hillary. And uh, oh, I can't wh- wait to get a nice hot. Cup of tea and Enjoy your trip to Cutter, which is where you and Bill are going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting, you know, a little bit uh, insane. Out there. They always do. In the run-up, the last few days, uh, Obama is out there telling people that they have the fate of the republic. We in- don't win this election, potentially, if we don't win North Carolina. So... I hate to put a little pressure on you, but the fate of the republic rests on your shoulders. And uh, is he sounding? He's sounding so chill. 
Oh no no he get, he gets all Chris Rock when he gets. Oh out yeah, uh, <laughs> look, uh, hold up, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, hold- very, very Showtime at the Apollo. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said that he said that at a, like a predominantly African American audience too. Yeah. yeah. And he, he he's literally telling them that if they don't show up, that the Democrats are going to. Well, lose. what they're seeing so far is that in the early voting, very high Hispanic. Uh, turnout, yeah. but much lower than in the last two cycles of African American turnout. So Obama is out there basically saying, "I'm gonna, it's gonna, I'm gonna take it as a personal insult." Y'all gonna let me down? What about my legacy? <laughs> and then there was uh, when things got really out of hand at this one at this one rally where uh, a Trump supporter stood up. I told you to be focused, and you're not focused right now. Listen to what I'm saying. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Everybody, sit down and be quiet for a second. It's quiet. It's it's quiet time. Everybody, put your heads on your desk. Everybody, shut up. I'm up here talking. I was in third grade. Yeah, hold up is what he. And when he ran out of hold up, he went for the hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Was that in North Carolina, too? I mean, that, I, that state is a mess right yeah, now. Well, I know. This. Yeah, now here's the thing. I, I, I'm laughing along with this. Thing. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Well, listen, listen. If, 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 if you don't listen, how are you going to hold up? And, hold up. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> if you don't hold up and listen, you're going <laughs> to ruin. That's my new slogan. Is hold up, up and listen, y'all. Hillary, I don't need your help. <laughs> You want to get hold elected, up, show hold up. up. I'm trying to help up. you get elected. Quit talking. Nobody wants to hear you. Don't be a dope. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say that I think that some uh, right-wing radio, which you know, sometimes we have that on this uh, network right here, uh, and uh, 24-hour like Fox and stuff, I think that I'm a little annoyed with them because... This was, I'll take it out of context for laughs any day because, you know, this, there's no way that this is not funny to hear the president say. Hey, that. listen, 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 listen. <laughs> but all the uh, right wingers, he lost his mind. Now, in reality, the context is here. He did something actually, which I think is very good right. for a president. Mm-hmm. One old man stood up with a Trump sign. An entire rally was turning against this guy. And I should have brought the audio here because nobody else is playing it. And it's wrong that they don't. He went on to say, you know he's a uh, he looks like looks to be a war veteran. He's a senior citizen. We have to respect our senior citizens. He has a right to his opinion. And when he's going through all of that, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's actually bringing. He's I think doing something that leaders should do, which is keep their crowd from becoming a mob yeah. and going after this man who looked to be between 65 and 75. Why is it becoming like that? I mean, not it's not a, it's not just the Democrat rallies, it's the Republican rallies too. It's yes. become a mob-like mentality if somebody dissents I'll tell you why, speaker. because the shame for both sides. And uh, listen up, listen up, listen up. Everybody who listens to the radio, listen up. <laughs> the Von Hessler Doctrine has news for you. Whoever you are, And however partisan you are for your side, get your ear a little closer to the radio box, because I got some truth to lay on you. Whether you're from the left or you're from the right, whether you're for Hillary or you're for Donald, get a little closer to that that speaker, because I got something to say to you. 
<laughs> if your candidate doesn't win, it is not the end of the country. Get your ear a little closer. You may not have heard that. <laughs> if your candidate doesn't win, it is not the end of the country. Shame on you. Who in the hell do you think you are? Do you think you and your candidate are bigger than this country? The United States of America is bigger than you. It's bigger than Obama. It's bigger than Hillary. And it's bigger than Trump. And it can absorb all of your nonsense. It's been around for 240 some odd years. And it's going to be just fine, thank you. This is a moment in time. It's a polarized moment in time, certainly. And if the next president is a bad president... Get your ear a little closer to the speaker. I got something to tell you. We've had bad presidents before, and we've made it through, and we'll make it through this time. This country is bigger than you, and it's bigger than your yard sign, whether you're for one candidate or the other, and that's the truth. Don't think so little of your country. Grow up. All right, we have more of this pleasantry when we return. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm your host, Eric Von Hessler. This is our election 2016 special extravaganza spectacular. But we have to divert here. You hear that football music for a reason. We do this every week now. I don't know why we wait for the games to start before we do this, but we do. Uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, weighed in on the, on the Colin Kaepernick controversy. And... And if my thing was working... Disrespectful. Uh, the same... I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I said, I think it's a terrible thing to do. But I wouldn't lock a person up. So you... For, for doing it. She, she weighed in on Colin Kaepernick and his uh, controversy of, not kneel, of kneeling during the National Anthem. But then we realized that she actually knows her football. And Crazy. And the last few weeks, and I think, I think that she got them all right last week... And so, since then, we have had our Ruth Bader Ginsburg's, Ginsburg's game day picks. And here's uh, Notorious RGB again. Welcome. Thank you for coming in again. Thank you for having me. And, uh, great job last week. I saw somebody on Twitter said that you uh, went four for four. Four for four. I'm the best handicapper in the nation. You certainly are. <laughs> so, I guess they, they were telling me these are all four o'clock games or tomorrow. These are four o'clock games or later. Okay, so uh, give us uh, your Ginsburg game day picks. Let's all right, New Orleans uh, travels to San Francisco. Oh, your friend. The aforementioned uh, idiot. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. He's a, I don't even say his name. He makes me so angry. I just think he's a dummy. He's just a dummy. Neil, what's it? I mean, stand up. It's going to take you two minutes. Yeah. It's a long song, I know, but you're, you're young and athletic. Anyway, Saints, don't be lazy or something. Don't be lazy. Okay, who are you calling in that game? Saints win forty-five to nine. Wow. San Francisco just doesn't have any gas. This you're not, this, you're not letting your hatred for their quarterback influence this at all. You're not saying at all. this is this is just on it's football. Just awful. He's terrible. They're out of gas. Carolina goes out to L.A. to take on the Rams, and I think the Panthers will win thirty-one to twenty. Did they win last week, didn't they, finally? Mm-hmm. Or did they? Am I wrong? Did they win last week or did they lose last uh, week? The Panthers beat the the Cardinals last week. Okay, so maybe they're back. You think that they're back to their Rams own Rams don't have any gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing you just said about the 49ers. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Denver 
Everybody's going to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver's taking on Oakland in Oakland, and my surprise tonight, that's tonight's game, mm-hmm. and I think Oakland's going to win that game 35-13. to 13. <laughs> Ah, uh, the Denver Broncos have been mercurial, a bit mysterious. You don't really know how good. Sometimes they look really good, and then other times they get beat, and you don't know why. They should have kept Peyton one more year. Yeah, you believed in Peyton, huh? I did. I'm, I'm a Peyton supporter. You liked him a lot better than Colin Kaepernick. Oh, Peyton always stood up for every anthem. <laughs> Didn't matter what country it was, he showed respect. Papa John's anthem, too. Yep. You like the Papa John's pizza? I do love Papa John's pizza. We get it every week. We get the wing deal. Yeah, you have a big spread, I would imagine. Oh, you, boy. You tailgate it and that sort of thing? I like? make a really good barbecue. I'll bet. Uh, a lot of well, drinking going on? Oh, geez. Papa Top. Uh, last pick. Buffalo Bills. Again, out in the West. What's with the West Coast every, this week? Yeah, everybody's going out West. Uh, they're going out to Seattle to get their butts handed to them. <laughs> You know that the, this is my team from where I grew up with this team. I understand. I'm yeah, sorry. Look, OJ we had Sim- some. OJ Simpson never dropped to a knee. No, he didn't. But he, I think that maybe he did worse. We got to say ultimately. Look, he was never convicted of anything. <laughs> okay. Seattle wins twenty-seven to twenty. Okay. Twenty-seven to twenty. That's not such a bad whipping. It'll I, look. It'll look worse than the score. Is uh, the, the Tyrod's going to have some garbage points? Garbage at the end? points in the fourth quarter. Can you say that again. I just like to hear Supreme Court justices say garbage points. Garbage points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> All right, can I go? I gotta... So you got to, well, just recap for us. All right, quick. recap. Carolina and the Rams. Panthers win 31-20. Mm-hmm. New Orleans and San Francisco. Who's sighing? I want them out of here. <laughs> it's just breath. New Orleans. Is... Sorry, madam. You're not in your courtroom. You don't have that kind of power. I'm going to be the new Judge Judy. Move over, lady. Saints win 45-9 over the, the, the 49ers. Uh, 40. And Denver at Oakland tonight. Oakland wins 35-13. to And the Bills tomorrow night against Seattle. Seattle wins 27-20. Did you... Uh... Uh, did you uh, did you watch the Falcons on Thursday? Because what a they, game that was! Yeah, they really looked good. Huh? I know. I told you before they're the real deal. You believe they're going to the Super Bowl bound? Or? I think they're Super Bowl bound, and I think that they'll lose handily to the Patriots. <laughs> it's just because it's his year again. Yeah, this Tom Brady's upset, right? Well, He's got a chip on his shoulder. Miss Ginsburg, did you watch the World Series too? I mean, what? Oh you, boy, it was great. The, yeah, the, watching uh, the Cubs win. It started the rain delay. I got sleepy. You were only, I think, <laughs> and so. I understand you were only ten years old when they lost when they won their last one in nineteen oh eight. It was eleven. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, that, once again, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you for you come again next week. Every week, Ginsburg's game day picks another great job. There's plenty of outrage, even though this is an election special. This election special special version of Outrage Corner with English Nick when we come back. Eric von Hessler on WSB. It's Sunday. It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find an in-depth look at the last-minute push for Election Day. And they'll let you know what you need to know in order to vote on local community issues. There's a lot more on the ballot besides President and Senate and such. Also, $413 in coupon savings. That's why we say if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I am your host, Eric Von Hessler. I'm surrounded by my doctrinaires. We're in the middle of the second hour of our election 2016 special extravaganza spectacle. And there are still election outrages, so let's do this. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. Yes, his name is Nick, and he's not from this country. Are you putting it together, people? English Nick. 
out, outrageous, and we're being very election-centric today yes. because we are really celebrating the idea that uh, unless we get into another 2000 situation, which, oh my goodness gracious, I don't even want to think about it, <laughs> uh, we only have two more days of this, what uh, Herman Cain calls noise. Only two more days of the noise. So... Let's get noisy and tell me what's the some election outrages. All right, we haven't heard from Dave Chappelle in a minute. He went missing, didn't he? He's now, back. Dave, how many years ago was it? Chappelle, a while ago. Dave Chappelle had this awesome comedy show. So great. An amazing, the best comedy show of its age, right? The aughts, I right. call them. The aughts. And Did you say my name? That's me. N- no, I didn't say aught. I said aught, not autumn. Oh, oh okay. So you just pipe down there a little. Uh, All right, I'm ready when you are. I know, I know. So, uh... So what happened there? They were going to give him a gazillion dollars to continue with the show. And he just went away. He went away. And on the other radio show that I was on, I was on a radio show before this show. Really? The show that, well, the name which will not be mentioned. But uh, we had uh, Charlie Murphy on, who was part of the cast. And he came in and basically was kind of angry. Because <laughs> Dave Chappelle decided I need to go off to Africa and find myself and all this stuff and forgot that there was a crew of people who were having the best success of their lives, uh, cashing the best paychecks of their lives, and he ended it for them as well. Now, that was years ago, like 2009 or 10 or something 2000, before that. 2003 through 2006. Okay. He had three seasons. Yep. So he freaked out in 2007 or something. We were going to bring him back. Whenever, they, whenever he freaked out. But I guess over the last few years, he has been touring again. Yes. And uh, so he was touring. and He, he was doing a show, The he, Cutting Room in New York City. Yeah, and, he, and some people, there were some headlines that came out of that show that said yes. that he was supporting Donald Trump. Which he's mad at. He's, not, he's outraged at that. Apparently, it was out of context, like everything, and he was going after both candidates. Yeah, and he's also, the, the guy who, who made this report is from The Observer. Yeah. Chappelle went after them for the way they handled the Donald Trump-like sex uh, scandal. Well, thing. I think he went after the whole media but mm-hmm. the, the context is that he like a good comedian was making jokes about hillary clinton and donald trump yeah. he says he voted for hillary but that doesn't matter he still made uh jokes about both of them but he did make a good point which i hadn't thought of the point that he made was that the press ran with the idea that on that billy bush tape when donald trump said when you're a celebrity they let you get away with it, meaning the groping and whatever of women. And, and I, I'm guilty of this, too. I had not thought about this until Chappelle. Uh, the idea being that that was seen as sexual assault, that because you are who you are, you can grope and grab. Dave Chappelle made the point that probably what he really meant was because you're a celebrity, they say yes. Exactly. They consent. They consent. They, 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 uh, you are allowed to do things, and people say yes to things when you're a big celebrity that they wouldn't say yes to if you were a mailman. <laughs> and so that was, that was his point, but he got angry because the news that came out of that was he's in favor. This happened a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago with the Michael Moore film, which is a totally anti-Trump movie. It's a completely anti-Trump movie, but in this out-of-context age we live in, this out-of-context election cycle that we're in, for on Fox News and for a couple of days, it was like Michael Moore is saying that Donald Trump should get elected. Yeah, there were reasons why he, you should elect Trump, according to Moore. They went into a context of what he was explaining mm-hmm. why he thought he would get elected, and Michael Moore, it's funny, another out-of-context thing was uh, Bill Clinton calling uh, Trump supporters red next a few weeks a few weeks ago they were kind of saying the same thing what michael moore was saying is i know these people 
they're not deplorable people. But let me tell you what their situation is. Let me tell you how much they've been screwed over by the system and their bosses mm-hmm. and where they worked. And so in that part of the movie Trump Land, he was explaining from the point of view of a person in the Midwest who is in the auto industry or something who votes for uh, Donald Trump, and he was doing it in their voice, and they sort of pulled that out. Uh, Bill Clinton, a few weeks ago, when he got in trouble, was saying, I'm basically a redneck like them. <laughs> but uh, that was, again, out of context. What he was saying was, I'm Bill Clinton, and you like me, I'm one of those people. They, they were both kind of saying the same thing. You can't, you may uh, blow off the idea of Donald Trump as a person or as a candidate or what he stands for, but don't dump all of these people out with them because they have real gripes. They really have been left behind and they have a reason to be angry. Now, whether that's right or wrong, what I'm saying, I'm agreeing with uh, Chappelle here, enough of the out-of-context stuff. Again, like I was saying earlier with, uh, with, uh, with the Obama stuff, you know, the, uh, when he was losing it. Hold up. Yeah, at, at a rally, which is very funny. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Hey, 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 hey. Shut hey, up. Hey, 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 be quiet, be hey, quiet. Everybody, everybody. Hold the door. Hey, hold the door. Game of Thrones, Obama. Hold the door. 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 Hold up. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold up. Everybody sit down and be quiet for a second. My third grade teacher called it quiet time, and we all had to put our heads on the desk. Quiet time! Put your head on your desk! And you would, we would, we, this is a great thing. Heads up, seven up! <laughs> she would, our teacher would make us think it was a contest to see who could be the quietest. And then I grew up and thought, wow, she just didn't want to teach for an hour. Uh, whoever shuts up for the longest uh, can come have dinner at a White House with me and Michelle. But again... It's the same out-of-context thing I heard on talk radio and I heard on Fox News. Obama loses it. (laughs) Watch the whole thing. He actually did what a leader should do. One old man stood up with a Trump sign. An entire crowd was about to devour this guy, turn into a mob, and he was stopping them from doing that. And he further goes on to say he's a senior citizen. He deserves our respect. He looks like he was in the military. He deserves our respect. This is America. It's not a problem. Leave him alone. And that part was cut out and just the Obama (laughs) loses his mind stuff, which he did kind of lose his mind. But there's no we're, we're a, it's such a team sport game now, politics, that we can't ever, like, I'm, I'm sure there's people listening to WSB right now. How dare this guy say that Obama did something good? Let me tell you something. I didn't vote for Obama either time. I rejected Obama's ideas before I ever heard of Obama. Obama didn't bring anything new to the table that I hadn't seen before in my intellectual life. I'm not for collectivism. I had rejected it in the mid-90s, so it didn't matter to me. But let me tell you something. Just because Obama wears pants doesn't mean I have to wear a dress. <laughs> All right? If the guy does something good and right, then there's nothing wrong with me telling you that he did. And it doesn't mean that I'm a shill or where's he going. It means I'm a thinking human being. And I get a little sick and tired. And I'm going to tell you right now, get your pens out because you probably don't have computers. The name is Pete Spriggs. That's my boss. He's the program director. You write your letters to Pete Spriggs, care of WSB Radio. When I tell you that this is, you know... I get a little tired. I turned on the radio to hear the things that I already knew I knew. 
This is an exchange. Yeah, details are boring. Oh, I don't even want to know. Don't don't give me context. Just no. cut it out of context. I just want to go with whatever I feel. Yes, I want I want people to tell me what already knew what knew. I don't want anybody to say that Obama did anything good. I'll say it again. Just because Obama wears pants doesn't mean I have to wear a dress. And you don't either. And you could say he did a good thing there and still be completely 100% against his policies Mm -hmm. and think he's a crappy president. Whatever happened. Man, can we get back to a point where uh, I respectfully disagree. What happened to that country? (laughs) I respectfully disagree. Uh, I never voted for him. I'd have a beer with him, though. I'd bend his ear once we got drunk, but I'd have a beer with him. And adding to your point, too, the guy that rushed Donald Trump at the rally last night thanked the police for stopping the people from punching him and from kicking him. Now, hold on. Now, what what do we know about that? One thing I do know is Fox News fell down on that. I was over at CNN when that broke. And they were all over it live, and, I, and I'm like, okay, we, I've heard CNN's point of view here. Maybe Fox News will have a different point of view. I go back over and judge Janine's in the middle of a pre-taped uh, interview with uh, uh, Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr., and I'm thinking, wow, CNN is beating you on this? There's something really big happening? Donald Trump has just been rushed off the stage by the Secret Service, and you're stuck inside of this? And don't get me, I don't want to go after it, but I'm telling you, I, can't, I can take about two and a half seconds of Judge Janine. I'll just tell you that right now. I mean, I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but so emotional. Anyway, Jared, you want to say? Yeah, the protester, when he rushed the stage, the the crowd was saying that he had a gun, so they immediately started punching right. and kicking him. But he and didn't have a gun. He did not. And did when he the, try to rush the stage? He did try to rush the stage, so they started beating him up and whatnot. Yeah. Well, and he, he shouldn't he, try to rush the stage. He then went on and thanked the police for stopping them from beating the absolute crap out of him yeah. at that rally. And that just shows you that, I mean, the, I mean, the ability to stop somebody, you're going you to beat them up. And you know, this gets me back to another thing. When when you look at uh, the when when uh, Obama lost it there and we all laughed. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Uh, I was thinking. I think he did the right thing. And uh, people who love Donald Trump love the, the the way that he's been. And remember when he said like to punch that guy in the face. But look at yourself in the mirror if you're a Trump fan. What if Obama had said about that old man who stood up in that? If he was said, I like to punch that guy in the face. Sock him. Now, would you, would you expect your talk radio the next day to say, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't, you hypocrite. You'd be all over him. They'd drag Obama across the coals. I'm not vote, I'm not, I didn't vote for Obama. I'm not voting for Hillary. But Obama did the right thing there. He pulled a mob off of an old man who had a Trump sign, and that's the right thing to do. And so, once again, cards and letters to Pete Spriggs, care of WSB Radio. Why the hell is this guy on the air? All right, more outrage when we return. Eric Von Hessler, Entertaining Honesty on WSB. Entertaining Honesty. You bet your bibby, and I don't even know what a bibby is, but you can bet it. I know what a bibby is. Stops babies spilling their food on their clothes. Maybe a bibby is a bibby. I don't I know like what it is. It's something you might call your aunt. Aunt Bibby. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful lady. The leader she, of Israel. You know what? <laughs> aunt Bibby. <laughs> can I tell you something about Aunt Bibby? I made your favorite cookie. Okay, Aunt Bibby, you know what I love about you and always have is that oh, you are it, you are entertainingly honest, and that's oh, what I Oh, well, I, I feel want. the same about you, sweetheart. Okay, so we're, <laughs> welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. This is our election 2016 special 
extravaganza spectacle, and we're doing election outrages now. So, English Nick, fill me in. Outrage and rebellion, Eric, within the local GOP. Cherokee oh, really? County. A, a story about how the GOP's at war with itself? Cherokee That's County. That's a new one. They've, they've come out against Governor Deal's Amendment 1, the uh, state-run school system. Now, let me just say this before I get to tell you how I'm going to vote on this. Remember, this is a show where the host will tell you how he votes. The host does not give a damn how you vote. <laughs> so, I'm not here to change your mind. Just tell you what I think. Um, first of all, what I want to say is there are four... Uh, amendments on the on the ballot. This, mm-hmm. you, when you walk in there, do yourself a favor. There's a place called Ballotpedia.org. Just go there, look for the Georgia thing, and do something that I think a lot of people don't do, which is become aware of what these questions are. There are four of them that you are going to be asked to vote for, and don't go in there and just go by the wording. Oh, that sounds good, and <laughs> raise my taxes without even <laughs> knowing it. So, uh, Amendment One is a, a yes vote supports authorizing the state to form an opportunity school district that would govern certain elementary and secondary schools determined to be chronically failing. A no vote opposes authorizing the state to do that. I have a lot of libertarian friends. I'm basically a libertarian, essentially a libertarian, uh, who do not agree with me when I say that I am going to vote yes on this. The reason the libertarians say that, now, the PTA is against it, the teachers' unions are against it, the Cherokee GOP mm-hmm. is apparently afraid of losing some votes, and they've come out against it. And so, Cherokee County, you should Cherokee say. County GOP, thank you. Uh, not the Cherokee Nation. Right. The Cherokee County <laughs> GOP. So I don't know how they feel about it. So uh, the reason that I'm voting yes on this, and it's not as if it's an easy question, it's not as if it isn't fraught with some... Uh, possibilities of of uh, of being bad but i think it's worth it here's the thing chronically failing schools what you have to understand is you're only in third grade once you're only in second grade once you don't turn this ship around in a 10-year period like a lot of other things so i think now we have to decide what the definition of the chronically failing school is and it has to be absolute and it can't be as fluid as maybe some people think this is i'll give you that But at these chronically failing schools, these kids are being given no chance, no chance. And we need, I think, to step in. I like the idea of charter schools. Some people don't. I think some are not as great as others, but there are. I like the idea of it. As far as local control goals with libertarians saying we want local control, state control is still local control in my mind. It's not the ideal local control, but these are schools that are failing their students. I say give it a shot, and if it's abused and it doesn't work, Put another one on the amendment, another amendment for 2020, and I'll vote against it. Hey, guess what? We have senior political analyst Bill Crane with us when we return. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour three of this election 2016 special extravaganza spectacle begins now. I am your host, the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I haven't done the uh, live from Sherwood Forest in the first two hours. I don't know why. Just so It's such a different day. It's such a special day. Tis the season, Tis Eric. Tis the season to forget what yes. you're supposed to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, of course, my doctrinaires are here with me. Tim is here. English Nick is here. Autumn is here. Jared is here. And we are joined in this hour, the selection-centric episode by senior political analyst. Now, he gets angry. He gets angry when I say senior because he, <laughs> think, 
he thinks people will think he's a, an old man, which he's not. But what I mean is, as political analysts go at WSB Radio, he is the senior political analyst for a good reason, because he's the best. Bill Crane is with us. I'm the senioriest. You're the senior you're, you're the toppermost of the poppermost when it comes to political analysts. I, I feel like I'm on the Andy Williams Christmas special. That, I want to thank you. Is uh, yes. Claudine Langey is still around. If you could send her my way after the show's over. Uh, you know, she's left, but I think Lola Falana is still in the green room. There's a reference Jared Yamamoto would no never get. No idea. None of the millennials in the audience would have a clue of what Re- we're talking about. Remember this, Bill. When you're a millennial, nothing that happened before you were born matters so there's no sense in even finding out about it they don't even know about world war ii so uh, bill he'll google it before this show's over <laughs> and call it knowledge so yeah. here's uh here we are two days before the election as we came on today i said this is my gut feeling a little bit of thought put into it as well but i and my gut feeling is it's still 70 percent chance hillary wins 40% chance that uh, Trump wins. Eric, this is your inner voice. You're a moron. 70 and 40 equal 110. You're a moron. It's 60, 40. You moron. But as I pointed out before, when the weatherman tells you there's a 40% chance of rain, you still bring the umbrella. You put the umbrella in the car because it's not an impossibility. You being the senior political analyst, tell us what you see in the tea leaves right now. I would point out that 70 and 40 do add up to 110. But, what did uh, I do? Oh, my God, I've done that all day long. Yeah, hey, Jared, uh, you're supposed to be my producer. That is the first time you've done it in this uh, for for today. That's the first time. No, 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 he did it earlier. I did it earlier yeah. as well. 70 and 40? the first time. So, but, but anyway. Oh, uh, well, anyway, that's why I'm not the senior political analyst, and you are, sir. I'm the senioriest. I, uh, I, would, I would point out that you're correct, and my assumption is that Hillary Clinton still has many more paths to 270 electoral votes than Mr. Trump does have. So she could have 110% chance yeah, to... No, could. I'm trying to say... <laughs> but, but that, but that, yeah, he is where you want to be in the final days in that he has momentum. He has the yeah. more energized base of supporters. Uh, he has a group of supporters, in some cases, that sense blood in the water. Um, and uh, both from the standpoint of turning out minority voters, her base being energized... Um, in the closing days, having to deal with this, uh, two really FBI situations. One, the reopening of the investigation, and two, the acknowledgement of multiple local FBI office investigations into the Clinton Foundation. Uh, she's had the kind of week he had for most of the month of October. So yeah. uh, things have been eroding for her, but I think that the DNC and Clinton campaign still have a much stronger ground game. And they had, in many of the blue states where they were leading, comfortable double-digit leads, which are not likely to vanish. So if she hangs on to places like Pennsylvania and Virginia, where she'd been building up a pretty heavy war chest and firewall of vote support, and, and only loses places like Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, though not all three, she still looks like good for the win. Mr. Trump has a shot yeah. if he flips Pennsylvania. If he wins all three, North Carolina, Florida, and Ohio, if he picks off Wisconsin and Michigan, which have been leaning blue for most of this election cycle, he has turned some states like Iowa that were were blue into the red column, and he's made a lot of states that weren't competitive competitive again. But there are states still like Georgia and Texas that shouldn't be competitive that still look like single-digit races two days out, and Mr. Trump still is behind in all but one state. 
the Senate incumbents on the Republican side, which is somewhat telling. Now, you make a lot of sense there, but of course, I'm still licking my wounds from the 70-40 analogy that I opened up with. So <laughs> let me go to a, another uh, sort of metaphor that doesn't require as much math. As I look at this, uh, before the FBI op- reopened the investigation, some people say it's not a reopening, but you know what I mean, before they uh, announced that they're looking at the, the emails, the new emails, the new emails off of Anthony Weiner's uh, laptop, uh, I believed when once that happened, it seemed to me that Hillary entered the the fourth quarter with a big lead and she's sitting on that lead and he's scoring points in the in the fourth quarter we just won't know until tuesday how much of a lead she had in the fourth quarter is it possible for her to actually lose it with his momentum because if you just go on feel uh it sure feels like He's the one who's got the momentum on his side, and she's going back. I think she had that uh, Alicia Machado. Is that her name? The Miss. Yeah, she Miss- brought her back out. She brought her back out. That's not. That wasn't her plan. Her plan wasn't to end going back to an argument from three weeks ago. Her plan was to end on a positive and give people something to vote for. And then she found out. Oh, I got to remind people how bad he is again in order to kind of shore up her support. So that's how I feel. I feel like she's running out the clock. The question is, I don't know if she had a 20-point lead, a 30-point lead, if it was a blowout, whether it was razor thin going into the fourth quarter, and uh, you've just explained all the different ways that she obviously has a better, uh, an easier path, and it seems to me that when we're listening on election night, Florida's going to close when the central time zone closes, and if he lost Florida, it's over, right? I mean, it really does yeah, hinge and, on that. And, and for those of us who actually would like to sleep at some point between Tuesday <laughs> and Thursday, the good news is that the states that are really pivotal, with one or two exceptions, are in the eastern and central time zone. So yeah. by 10 or 11 o'clock, by exit polling, unless it's a single, I mean, don't, not a single-digit race, but one or two percentage points, they'll be calling those states. Yeah. And doesn't mean they're absolutely right. But in part because there have been so many early and absentee votes cast, Georgia with 2.2 million, those votes can be counted first, but most states, for whatever reason, count them last, particularly absentees and absentee military, which are paper ballots, because there's fewer of them and they figure they only count them. It's really going to make a difference there at the end. But they may be as much as 40 to 50 percent of the vote in 34 states this time. Well, can I tell you, uh, you may be looking forward to a nice sleep on election night, but I've been informed that I'm joining Mark Aram at midnight, and we're going to be on to 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not with you as I understand it, or at yeah. least that's the note I sent back to Petey, so i got to yeah. zoom down the street from the 75,000-watt blowtorch. But, so I'm yeah, hoping I'm, I'm hoping that it actually is... lunchtime Wednesday, really. Yeah, I'm hoping it is kind of like maybe 10.30, 11 o'clock, so we have something to talk about. If it's called at 9, and I don't get on until midnight, uh, I like Mark Aram, so we'll just hang out together and have a good time, but, and, but and Bill Crane. But series, which everybody stayed up for earlier this week... There's yeah. a lot of animus in this outcome. And as you yeah. already talked about trying to save the republic, this country will go on, and the, and the republic will go on either way. But there are a lot of people whose noses are so out of joint yeah. that whichever the outcome is, they're going to take that as their you know, permission to flame on. And I don't mean just the Internet. I, just, I think it could be a very disturbing couple of days, dis- despite words of calm from some saner minds prevailing. Um, across the country. Now, it looks like Isaac is Isaacson, I know that he's beating, uh, is it Barksdale? That is, I've, yes, it is, uh, Barksdale. Uh, the guy with the hat, who, the guy who, who stole, stole your, who yeah. stole your uh, fashion sense. Yes, yeah. he did, he did, and I'm glad that he's losing. But is now, he has, uh, Isaacson has to get 51%, right? 
in order to avoid a runoff. percent plus a single vote. Okay. Not 51%, right. 50% plus a vote. So does it look like he's going to get that? Is he that, is he that much in the lead? Uh, he is almost um, leading by, uh, I think it's the last two polls I've seen, 14 and 15 points in one, had him up by 19. But um, the, Jim Buckley, the libertarian who's running for the third time, yes. is actually out polling the libertarian presidential nominee in Georgia this time. And if he actually gets that vote, 7 to 8%, he may cause because uh, when he ran against Saxby right. Chambliss and only got three percent of the vote, though Jim Martin I think was a much stronger Democratic nominee, that did force a runoff. Fifty percent right. uh, plus one or one vote is not the easiest thing in the world to do these days, given the polarity of the country uh, and divisions in most states. So I believe Johnny Isaacson will win without a runoff, but it's not something that I would bet a thousand dollars on right now. Uh, we have to take a break, but will you stick around with us? Because I want to talk sure. about these amendments that are on the ballot that a lot of people maybe even don't even know about. So, uh, when we get back, more from senior political. Uh, well, there's a seventy percent chance we'll have more, a forty percent chance that we won't, but I think it's going to happen when we return. Hessler, entertaining honesty on WSB. That's right. Entertaining? Check. Honesty? Check. Mathematician? Nope. No. I can't get over it because senior political analyst Bill Crane pointed out to me that I'm making the point that I thought that the odds were 70 40 all day long. <laughs> and of course, that's a little more than 100%. But that's just sort of the way I feel about it. Bill Crane is back with us. We only have a few minutes, Bill. We've talked about the presidential. We've talked about the senatorial. Uh, how about these amendments that are on the ballot that people will be taking a look at? Amendment 1 is, uh, is rather, toast. it's got people on really yelling at each other. Yeah, I think it's toast because of that. It, it has very favorable ballot language. So for those folks who haven't been paying attention and just show up and read what the question is, the way all four of the questions are written, it's sort of, somewhat designed to, to force an outcome, which is to vote yes in favor of those questions. But I think number one goes down pretty significantly, almost in the percentages we saw the t splossed. Yeah. Everybody, everybody uh, except for me is against it. Because people don't necessarily easily understand the questions. Number mm-hmm. two is um, about, or number three is the kind of next hotly contested one about the Judicial Qualifications Commission. And then number two and four are about the trauma network and uh, protect number two, uh, protecting uh, victims of sexual exploitation, particularly yeah. children, by taxing the adult entertainment industry, that strip clubs, either $5,000 or 1% of their revenue per year to protect, protect pardon me, victims of sexual trafficking. There's not a lot of connection between the two industries. Yeah. So singles that industry out. So on pure constitutional reasons, I would vote and did vote against it. But I, you know, I, I don't know that people will understand the question enough to know. That was a little, that's a little bit of a, that's, someone. that's a little bit of a trick there. Because if you look at it saying, okay, we're going to take a tax adult entertainment, like strip clubs, right? And right. we're going to use that money to help uh, victims of sexual trafficking, right? Basically. I mean, there's no allegation that one is causing the other, right? You could, you could dislike both, obviously. We all dislike the latter, but Maybe you're not a fan of strip clubs, but it does kind of tie them together and somehow say that one is causing the other. Is there any evidence of that? Not that I'm aware of, and it, as you said, it sort of besmirches a, a challenge reputation in some communities and, and adds to the fire of those who would prefer those businesses not set up shop in their town, even though 
Brookhaven, as an example, wouldn't have been a city without the revenue of the pink, the pink pony. I mean, it's they yeah. want the money, but they don't want it in their neighborhood. Well, I mean, I'm not a fan of strip clubs, and I find people, especially men who go there alone, to be creepy. But uh, other people enjoy it, and you know what? Unlike a lot of people, I don't try to force my thing on on others. Amendment one, I'm in favor of, but I guess I'm going to lose that. I feel like I feel like it's not a bad idea if schools are chronically failing. Kids are only kids for so long. This isn't something you can turn around with a 10-year plan. You've got to get in there and save kids and give them a chance. And uh, what is the nefarious part of this? What is the biggest objection? It's about control, and to a lesser extent, it's about race. I, I live in DeKalb County, which has the highest number of schools on that failure list. You have to have failed three years or more to be on that list. The city of Atlanta's superintendent already made some rather substantial changes, closed some schools, moved some principals, and started charters at other schools to avoid the potential of this takeover. So it's about if the state basically would step in, taking on no more than 100 schools at any given time, no more than 20 per year, to turn their performance around by bringing a new superintendent, creating charter boards. And I think they lost the battle on messaging. They didn't get out there and say, this is actually more local than local control. This is parents on the board. This is community leaders on the board of the school, not the board of education, and the parents of the children sign a contract at a charter school. They're still public schools, but in many ways they perform like private schools, and it gives a lot more flexibility to getting rid of non-performing educators and administrators than you have in the current system. All right, Bill Crane, thank you for uh, joining us on our election special. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. We'll be right back. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find an in-depth look at the last-minute push for Election Day and what you need to know to vote on local community issues, plus... $413 in coupon savings. That's not so bad. That's why we say, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm Eric Von Hessler. The show is named after me. Isn't that sweet? My doctrinaires are here (laughs) (laughs) along with me. And before we get to uh, my misanthrope buddy from New York City, uh, Mark Dowden, can you do me a favor and pull up that... uh, that promo that we've been having about after the election, that soft voice thing, is I just want to, it's very nice kind of, by the way, this is our election 2016 campaign special. Spectacular extravaganza. Once this election is over, can we make a promise to regroup right here on WSB? Look, it's been brutal. We had internal combustion right here when Eric Erickson and Herman Cain collided. Probably just like you and your neighbors, co-workers, or people you once called friends. But we did promise you, no matter where you stood, you'd have a front row seat for campaign 2016. And now, we'd like to offer you a front row seat for this ever-changing world. And, as always, Atlanta's most dependable news, weather, and That's traffic. Us. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. So they want us all to come back together after the election when it's been so... Well, what do you think? What do you think? I think that I... Look, okay, look. The corrupt 
Hillary Clinton is going to be our president oh for four God. years. I will accept it. I will fund and do everything I can to defeat her if she's not impeached in four years. But in between, but you'll, in come between back, you'll come back home. She's the president. I'm to going home. I'm coming back home. We're all American. WSB, you're going to listen again? I, look, you know, we made a promise to you that we would give you a front seat to this. And now you got to come back home and, and get together, right? I will be listening to Eric Erickson every day. Okay, that sounds good. Hillary Clinton, uh, how do you feel? Can you come if if the other side was to win? Could you come back to WSB to your home? I mean, hey, you know that's fine. If if Mr. Trump, you know, if he wins and the American people want a misogynistic, homophobic, <laughs> racist, bigoted wannabe Nazi, that's fine. I guess I just don't understand. But you will but, come uh, home to WSB. Ah, sure, I'll listen. She eats I children. Get my weather people. and my traffic somewhere. She eats children, people. <laughs> listen, hold on. This is not the spirit. This is oh well. Wait, it's not the election yet. Me. I eat people. <coughs> <laughs> hold you on. Yeah. Maybe I do eat. I eat people like you for breakfast. <laughs> so uh, okay, the other thing we got Donald Trump and Hillary to say they'll come back home to WSB. I'll come back. Okay, you'll come back. Uh, what love, about? Yeah, I love hard- the traffic and the weather. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it's hard. Eric Erickson and Herman Cain, are going to be able to get them back on? Herman, here? let me shake your hand. I want to be the first person to tell you that you're one of my favorite radio hosts in the entire city, if not the country. So, let's just be friends again. Shuggy-duggy, I'm your friend, Eric Erickson. The noise is over, people. Let's be friends. I think this could happen. Yay. We could all come back home, good. people. I'm feeling Feel good. good. Now that we're feeling good, let's ruin it with this. He's a misanthrope, he has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist. New York, New York. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. I don't think Gregory likes our little, our election 2016 campaign special. You should play it for him again. Extravaganza spectacle. He's been... That's fine. Oh, it's fine? Well, you've been... Texting snarky things all day long. I have not texted anything snarky. Okay. I just, yeah, no, no way. I'm in a good mood. And we'll get to the election, but I just want to say that with standard time being back and it being dark here in New York around 5 p.m., I love it. Like, I am happy. Most people don't, <laughs> most people don't like this. So. But this is the time of the year I look, I look forward to it. It's also quickly. Let me tell you, if you ever want to commit a crime, like I stole some ice cream last night at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then, and then, at, then at 2 a.m., the clock went back to 1 a.m. Then I went to a party. And then if the cops asked me what was going on, where I was at like 1.30 in the morning. I you had, we had witnesses. Party. You had witnesses. Yeah, I was at this party, and people say, yes, he was here. So like that's the, the best time to commit a crime. I love the fact that he's 34 years old. If he does commit a crime, he steals ice cream. <laughs> well, you know, as I get older, that... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go to jail for a long period. The yeah. daylight savings bandit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that uh, so for you the, the 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 least amount of sunshine equals the most happiness in your life. This this is the best. And and you now one of the stories I had does say that most people Americans uh, an eleven percent increase in depression during oh. this time when the clocks are set back to standard time. Now, correct for me. Uh, it keeps people inside, and that's what I like. They go inside, it's colder, and I go out, and the streets aren't as crowded. <laughs> You're kind of miserable, but you know a lot about a thing or two. Why do we still have daylight savings time? What is the purpose? 
I don't know why we still have it, but the original purpose was to conserve energy. Uh, this right. idea that we wouldn't use as much power, but because this is standard time now. So oh, standard time, right? We're, we're going off daylight savings time into. But why do we have the shift at all? Why isn't it just one? Tim Andrews thinks he knows because farmers in the Midwest right. and and in the prairies were able to have more sunshine, so they could go out and uh, farm later. Now that is there, was, bef- there but, was that, yeah, and there was this idea that people in the summer would lose you like uh, air conditioning's being used, and yeah. you know if if. Uh, you can cut back on electricity by lights because it's uh, light longer, and you don't. But does it still it. does it still apply in the modern world? Do farmers no, still need it, or you know, is it just something we've been doing a long time? I don't know that you can make things grow quicker. Okay, maybe it's still a good thing. I'm does just it, used to it. I just don't know if it's necessary anymore, but I, I'm used to it, and I love the idea of. I'll tell you the one thing that. Uh, what, what is it when you uh, when you lose an hour? An awful lot of people show up late for work and they blame the fact that they lost an hour. Now that only works for me is if when you get the hour back, if you're being honest, you should get to yeah. work an hour early. Nobody ever gets to work an hour early I'm and so blames. sorry. I didn't know I was uh, supposed to be here an hour later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's no excuse now your now your smartphone changes the time yeah, for Yeah, my it, phone, my know? phone changes the time for me and that's what I use as my alarm mm-hmm. anyway. So there's no there's no excuse whatsoever. But there are people who hate working and will come up with the excuse. Really, can you imagine? I'm going to get an hour here. I got a whole plan. Okay, buddy. You're going to you're a real winner. You're going to be a <laughs> successful person. You spend expend all of your energy trying to get out of an hour of work. All right, give me some uh, election stories from Studio B1, if you will. All right. People are too tired of the election to fight about it on social media. This is where we are. It, look, it's been a long cycle. I think we're all worn out. I'm not even on social media, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> but as it stands now, a third of uh, American social media users are worn out by it. 80% of them are just ignoring political posts yeah. with which they disagree. Well, it's almost always, it's not even a matter of disagreeing. I was, I was bringing this up earlier in the show. What happened to the time in America where one person looked at another person and said, I respectfully disagree? It's not like that at all. It's just these pronouncements, and if you're not voting the way I'm voting, you're horrible from both sides. You want the end of the country if you're not voting the way I'm voting. And so, yeah, and then I guess a lot of people will unfriend. Is it unfriend or defriend? Defriend. Defriend. Uh, and, and all that does is keep people with differing points of view further out of your circle so you never hear anything that you don't already know. And that makes it, that makes it worse. But uh, I think social media, I, I really believe that social media is really just a cancer anyway and just brings a lot of negativity with it all the way around. So the elections are just another thing that it's going to mess up just like anything else, right? Yeah. I mean, people, I, I, people like to hate each other. Now suddenly people are starting to see why I'm not on it. Like, how can you not have a Facebook at this yeah. day and age? Yeah, yeah I, because because of this very reason. Outside of the election cycle, it's bad enough, and when you have this uh, this fighting that goes on, and you say if someone said I uh, respectfully disagree. If you posted that now, you would be attacked for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People no. calling you names. Oh, yeah, you, you don't yeah. want to face this. Yeah, you don't on. care enough. Yeah. Oh, you're too soft. You respectfully. How could you respectfully disagree <laughs> with that woman? She deserves no respect. I. It's the end of the world if she becomes president. And the same thing the other way around. How dare you respect me? Well, that's that's wrong. Terrible. Are you showing respect. Oh, it's the same thing. I mean, these people who are uh, against Donald Trump and it's your just, team versus my team. But no it's worse what. than that because you know what? If your team beats my team, we can still go have a beer. 
because we both love the game, right? This is the the people who don't like Donald Trump. If you vote for him, you're this and you're that and you're the other thing. And who cares that I've never actually met you in real life? I'm going to tell you what you are if you're like this. It's it's both sides. It's both sides. It's become so ugly. It leads me to believe that many of the American people do not deserve the country the founders left them. Because if they did, they would say, I respectfully disagree. And uh, win or lose, whatever, then if I lose, then I'm going to work harder to win the next time. We have more elections in this country than you can shake a stick at. You have plenty of time to get out there and win. Oh, but here's the rub. In order to win, <laughs> you have to actually unclench your fist, open your arms, and try to persuade more people to your side. You know, when you stick your finger out and tell people they're un-American if they disagree with you, they tend not to come along, and <laughs> you tend to not actually get mm-hmm. more people on your side. Elections are about getting most votes, and so really what you ought to do is uh, find the guy that disagrees with you, buy him a beer, and have a conversation, and well, respectfully disagree. It's interesting at this point, like you said, people aren't seeing the other side, people who do disagree with them because of the way they're manipulating their social media. So this also plays into Trump saying the election's rigged because right. people, it must be rigged if he loses because everyone I know is voting for Trump because that's all they actually see online. That's what they're surrounded with. Yeah, there's an old anecdote or joke kind of about, uh, you know, McGovern. Again, millennials, I know nothing that happened before you were born matters. Huh? McGovern uh, was crushed by Nixon in 72. I believe, he won, I believe McGovern won one state. And it wasn't even his home state. If I, if I'm, I if thought I'm, McGovern was the mascot for the government. <laughs> no, no. It's a, <laughs> hey, it's McGovern, the government dog. That, that's MacGovern. This I'm thinking McGovern, and uh, the, you know he was the Democrat. He was the totally liberal guy. And after he got crushed, it was a landslide, 49 states for Nixon. There were people in Manhattan who got together and supposedly looked at each other and said, "I don't understand how he lost. Everyone I know voted for him." Now we're all in those sides. And that's why it's easier to believe that the election's rigged, because everyone I know voted for her. Oh, I saw was yard signs in my neighborhood, and that's how it's going to be. Everyone I know voted for him. All right, we have the best goodbyes in the business, and of course, Paul Stanley from KISS will join us and tell us what we learned today when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the final segment of the Von Hessler Doctrine Election 2016 Special Extravaganza Spectacle. I've enjoyed this. What do you say we all get together in four years and do it again? Perfect. Very nice. It's a plan. The invitation is out there. Evite. Make sure you RSVP me or I'll replace you. I'm kind of 70-40 on that. Yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Be honest. Aren't we all 70-40? Don't think I'm not going to fix that on the podcast. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, the reason you're hearing Kiss right now is because Paul Stanley, as he does every week in our final segment, is going to tell us what we learned today. Thanks a lot, Eric. We learned an awful lot of things today about politics and the world. Yeah. Hillary Clinton is losing her cool. She's coughing on people. And I've decided I can't vote for that. Yo. She's just hacking and, and screaming and not making any sense. You're not afraid of the disease. Yeah, I don't want to catch whatever she's got. 
We learned that Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed uses the blue light to speed all over the place. I'd like to remind the mayor that McDonald's serves breakfast all day now, so slow and steady. You'll get your big, <laughs> you'll get your egg McMuffin. No need, no need to rush. No rush. Uh, President Obama might be a commie, but he respects old people, so let's get off his case a little. Oh, look at that. You're not voting for Hillary, but you're saying respect the office. Guy. He's a nice guy. You know, um, he invited us to the White House once. Gene wouldn't go. I win. I said, well, <laughs> when else is Kit's going to be here? Uh, I pledged. I learned that if I pledge nicely, I pledge to come home and to be nice to Peter Chris, who's going to vote for Hillary. He's a dummy, okay. but he's my dummy, and I love him, and I'm going to be his friend. <laughs> so, after the election, after the election, you're going to come home to WSB. That's right. You know, we made a deal with you. Now, it's your turn. You know, and there's one last thing I learned. Tim Andrews is wrong. On Facebook, if you try to get rid of somebody, it's unfriend and not defriend. He's a stupid idiot. Well, thank you. But he didn't say 70-40, so. That's true. It's not that bad. Uh, dummy. Right. <laughs> WSB is the place to be for all your election coverage. Well, hold on, Jared. Just let me get through this. He freaks out. He's like, we got two minutes. Don't go too fast. WSB is always the place to be. Did you write this? Yes. Well, is it poetry? WSB is always the place to be. For all, no of here, for all your election coverage. Uh, we're going to start bright and early with Atlanta's morning news on election day, all through the day. Chris Chandler will take over at 7 p.m. when the polls close in Georgia. And then uh, me, that's me, I will be on with Mark Aram starting at midnight. We'll be on until 4.30 in the morning. I look forward to hearing the calls from disgruntled people who lost at 3 o'clock in the morning. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I always like working with Mark Aram. We'll have all the reaction into the next day, and then we'll roll, roll, roll right into the morning news. The next day, Scott Slade will come in and kick us drunkards out and do a responsible <laughs> show. Uh, you got to download the WSB radio app. You're mouthing what I'm saying, Jared. You one of those no, people? I looked at you, and he was saying exactly what I was saying. No, I'm, I'm thinking about what I was going to say. I was saying, download WSB radio app, and he was saying it. Namaste, okay? Everybody yeah. mellow. Every, Read your notes. Stay on, stay on message. On message. Quiet. Uh, what you want to do, because on there you have the open mic, uh, we do three podcasts a week called The Digital Doctrine that you can only get on the WSB Radio app, and I would invite you to use the open mic right now for any election day questions or responses to what you heard today, and we will play them back on The Digital Doctrine and have something to say. I'll answer them tomorrow on The Digital Doctrine, it says here right now. I'll tell you something, Jared's looking at me saying, stretch, stretch, stretch. Donald, now I hear the music. I was going to say, for Donald Trump... One last word for you for Election Day? Vote Trump. <laughs> Very concise. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, can you get enough of a voice to say one last thing? I think it's important if you vote for me, then I'll make sure that... <coughs> Nasty woman. <laughs> <laughs> that... And it'll be great. Was this very special Election 2016 special extravaganza spectacular. We'll chat with you on the next Von Hessler Doctrine, but until then... I simply must insist that each and every one of you go out and vote, then get off my lawn. Here's 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.